Hello, hello, hello. You tuned in to Grandson of a Pastor with your host, Yurik. And yes, I am truly a grandson of a pastor. Again, I'd like to thank all of my listeners of the Grandson of a Pastor podcast, which is now streaming on all your podcast streaming platforms, uh, preferably on your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I also send it out on Facebook on a weekly basis. And we are planning on releasing a new episode of Grandson of a Pastor on every Tuesday around noon for your listening ears. And again, I'd like to thank all my listeners from around the world. And yes, we are now in over six countries. Uh, We got multiple, multiple downloads in those countries. So God has been good uh, to the podcast thus far. And we're going to continue to move forward uh, with what God's will is for this podcast. And again, I'd like to just say to the listeners out there, this is a platform geared for openness. And, and the foundation of Grandson of a Pastor is imperfect souls on a imperfect walk influenced by our parents, grandparents, politics, politicians, technology, and more importantly, our religious beliefs. And on this episode of Grandson of a Pastor, we're going to piggyback on what we had for a couple of episodes back where we talked about being a son or daughter of a pastor. And we're going to come out of Proverbs 22 and 6 where it says, start your children off on the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not turn from it. And being a grandson or daughter of a pastor, it hits right home with me because I'm a grandson. So my mother is a daughter of a pastor and my wife is a daughter of a pastor. So this topic uh, hits right home. Uh, We got a special guest who is truly a son of a pastor and he's going to come on and and talk about different things of being a son and daughter of a of, of a pastor and because there's a lot of sons and daughters of a pastor you can also drop your suggestions or and feedback on my email at edware2020 at gmail.com or you can mail your suggestions because some some of our listeners still uh use the mail and you can mail us at p.o box 341 53 Louisville, Kentucky 40232. And now, as we get started on this episode of Grandson of a Pastor with your host, Yurik, uh, we're going to be talking to Desmond about being a son or daughter of a pastor. But him being a son of a pastor, he's going to come from his perspective. And again, I'm Grandson of a Pastor. This is Desmond's opinion, Desmond's thoughts of being a son of a pastor because on grandson of a pastor this is an open platform where we're gonna uh give an opinion uh and you may disagree or agree with his opinion but in on grandson of a pastor we are going to continue to move forward if we disagree or not and again we got desmond who's going to give us the perspective of being a son of a pastor. And before we get started with this episode, we want Desmond to give us a little bit of background of of himself and, 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 and anything about that he wants to share with us and all the listeners of Grandson of a Pastor. Hello, everybody. Again, my name is Desmond Duncan. I'm a son of a pastor. My father, uh, Reverend Troy Duncan Sr., um, has been a pastor uh, since I was about 10 or 11 years old, a minister. Uh, I think he was originally saved 
um, and called into the ministry when I was about two or three years old. Um, I've been in church my entire life uh, as, an, as a kid uh, and as an adult. We all have. You can uh, <laughs> say my parents trained me well. <laughs> absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, I'm a, a carpenter by trade. Uh, I'm not in, in the ministry at all, per se. Uh, I kind of like to, to feel sometimes that uh, my gift uh, of carpentry, of building and working, renovating, uh, things like that is a, a part of my ministry, being able to uh, use my services to help people out. Uh, so that's kind of kind of the direction that I've uh, taken. Active member, uh, me and my family are members of uh, New Birth uh, Ministries Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, that's, that's about it. Got you, got you, got you. So, uh, we got we got a few questions that we're going to ask you. Uh, take your time. Uh, give us the best answer you can. I know, you know, Ben. This is open format. The grandson of a pastor. Uh, my first question to you is: Growing up, what did you rebel against being a son of a pastor? Hmm. Between me and my my. Uh, Three siblings. I think I was one that was the least of a rebel. Um, okay. I think the the areas that I rebelled against. I think it. I I was able to kind of toe the line, so to speak. I type wrote the uh, the line that I was supposed to stay on. The line that it was, I guess, cool to be on. Um, uh, normal teenage stuff, kid stuff. Uh, Curfew. I, I broke yeah. curfew. That's probably the, the biggest thing I did the most. Uh, all the way until the, the time I moved out of the house, I just never could make curfew. Gotcha. Um, what about you? I know you, you just said you you got some siblings. What are, in the in in the world of order are you? The oldest, middle, youngest? I'm the oldest. Okay. Uh, okay. So you had to set the example in the home, basically, for the kids to follow. Yeah. yeah uh, so right. you, you you had to kind of toe the line. Yeah. Uh, per se, uh, just by being an example. So, also, what are some of the things you rebel against as an adult now, uh, being a believer uh, in this world of of truths being lies and lies being truths? What are some of the things that you rebel against now, uh, being an adult? Um, I would say, um, and I guess it, it's when you say the word rebel, uh, you think. Obviously, negative when you're doing any type of uh, rebelling when it comes to church, uh, ministry, gospel, things like that. But um, I would say my my biggest rebellion as an adult is uh, just rebelling against. I don't want to say as strong as false prophecy, but just fakeness in the pulpit. I think the, the biggest hurdle for me as an adult and being a Christian man um, and following leadership and being under leadership that is not my father's leadership um, was not knowing these people as personally as I knew my father. I knew what he was when he was in the pulpit, what he was saying, the life that he was living, everything lined up uh, according to the word and according to what he was saying. When you're dealing with <clears throat> men, women, uh, people of God, so to speak, uh, you never know who is authentic. Uh, so I guess you could say I, I rebel against 
uh, non-authenticity when it comes to uh, the religion as a whole. Gotcha, gotcha. So I know you said you're a carpenter by trade, and that's that's your calling, your ministry. Uh, what other avenues have you have you indulged in, and and just uh, just 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 kind of things that you did? Are right, did you graduate from college? Did you? Uh, I mean, just just tell us a little bit more about yourself when it comes to just just outside of the church realm. Okay, yeah, I'm currently in college now. Uh, okay. Still working on my my bachelor's degree. I've been back in school uh, after about a ten year hiatus okay. um, for about a year and a half almost, and I probably got about another two semesters to go uh, to complete my my courses for graduation. Um, like I said before, I'm the I'm the oldest of three siblings. Um, I'm 35. I have a brother. Uh, I mean, a sister under me. Uh, 34, my brother's 33, and then my younger sister's 26, I believe. Okay. Um, household we grew up in, I'm sure it was pretty, pretty typical when it came to, uh, to, uh, ministers and their wives and kids and stuff, but it was, to me, it was different than what I saw because I've always felt like my daddy was a little more relaxed, uh, more laid back down to earth, so to speak, because he... What when he had when we were born, he wasn't too far removed from the life he lived before gotcha. he became a, uh, a minister, um, and that same effect when he became a pastor. Um, so with that, uh, it was kind. Of, I would say it was more being in that household was more fun than some of the households of. Some of the friends that I that grew up pastors and ministers as parents, um, it wasn't my 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 dad nor my mother ever kind of walked around with an air about themselves, holier than thou type of thing. That um, where they're pounding into their kids' heads this uh, Christian perfection. Um, they allowed us to be uh, the individuals that we needed to be to an extent. Um, mm-hmm. But they also kind of ruled with an iron fist, so to speak. Uh, but it wasn't, it was never to the point where I ever felt like I was overwhelmed or being beat over the head with a Bible or nothing like that. <laughs> gotcha, so. gotcha, gotcha. So you're a young man, uh, married, you got two daughters. What are some of the challenges uh, that you face now being a believer, uh, being married with two uh, young daughters? What are some of the challenges that you uh, our face. I know right now we in this pandemic uh, where we're not attending church on a regular basis and they're going to begin to relax some of the restrictions. But what are some of the challenges that that you and your family, in, in particular, being married and having two daughters? What are some of those challenges being a believer? Uh, for myself personally, um, the biggest challenges for me, uh, like I said, being a husband, a father. Uh, and a man, black man, uh, in Kentucky, just decision making. Um, there, there are plenty of chances and opportunities for us to go out here on a daily basis and live our life, for, live our lives for ourselves, um, not thinking about the the daily lives and aspects of other people's lives. I guess being selfish, so to speak. Um, but as a, like I said, as a father husband 
black man, I got to think about the decisions that I make more closely, especially than I did when I was younger, before I had those responsibilities up under my own leadership. Um, Do you find yourself ruling or... Uh, or being the father that your father in the, in the way that he raised you, do you see yourself doing any of the things? Because I know when, me being a grandson of a pastor, I know I, I, I rebelled against a lot of things, little small things that my grandfather, my father did. Do you see yourself repeating some of those exact things that your father taught you growing up? I saw myself doing that at a young age, um, even before I became a father. Uh, Basically, like the the, uh, the scripture that you read, um, my parents instilled in me the things that I feel like at a young age I needed to become the man that I am today. Um, so it makes it easier to uh, kind of do the things that I need to do, make the decisions I need to make now because I have that um, embedded in my life. Uh, for as long as I can remember, uh, as long as I was under the house, under the roof of my parents, mm-hmm. under the roof of my father, um, it was a constant teaching. Like, and it wasn't like an overbearing type of thing. It was any time it was a teachable moment or some a, a nugget that I could give you. He was always doing it, and to this day, he still does, um, and done it so to the point where it was, like I said, embedded in my mind my psyche, my daily thinking, consciousness, along with my own um, understanding and reading and the things that I've learned on my own um, outside of what we were kind of, I guess, I forced to learn as a kid because for the most part, most kids are not like, oh, man, let's go to church, let's go to Bible study, let's yeah. go to evening service. Let's yeah, ab- absolutely. This, that, and the other because I want to learn as much as I can. Um but because they put us in those situations and places and programs, that type of stuff was so embedded into our lives that when it came time for us to go off on our own, we you were ready. We were ready. Correct. We knew, you that, we knew were ready. how to we knew how to make decisions to a certain extent. Every once in a while, you still got to call home and say, "Hey, I'm dealing with this. What should I do?" But correct. For the most part, we were given just like school, college. You're given a skill set to uh, ultimately be able to perform a job or duty on your own without supervision. And I would say that the way we were raised, that we were given all those tools that we needed in order to uh, be able to navigate the world for the times that they are now and the times to come. Gotcha. So I, I know you, we, 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 we piggybacking on a bunch of different things, but what are some of the stereotypes that, that, that you hear and, and heard uh, being the son of a pastor. Typical stereotypes of a pastor's kid. Uh, basically, pastor's kids out here, right? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, which is true in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe also it's definitely not true in all Uh I think that for me, I knew being around church and churches, my father being associate ministers of pastors with kids and spending a lot of time with uh, other pastors and ministers' kids, it was easy for me to kind of watch and observe and pay attention to the 
people that were around me and kind of see how they were acting. And a lot of it was kind of trying to compare myself to the way other ministers' kids and pastors' kids acted. Gotcha. To kind of, I guess, um, set a, a standard, so to speak. Correct. To kind of say, this is how this is how they act. This is how I'm supposed to act. Gotcha. Um, it didn't take long in doing that or having that thought or approach to realize that imperfect people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, on an imperfect walk, absolutely. On an imperfect I, walk. I, so, I mean, even as kids and young adults, it's like, man, they they acting like a typical preacher's kid. So, for me, I always try to make it a point to uh, not do those things that were typical of pastor's kids because I felt like a lot of pastor's kids and preacher's kids did stuff purposely okay. to try to... Uh, Rebel. Rebel and kind of take away some of that light of who their their parent uh, or grandparent in that case um, was. He's a pastor. I'm not. Gotcha. If if you catch me doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing, well, don't hold me to the same standards as my father because I'm not him. Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. But I think for me it was uh, just the thought of being a reflection of my father outside of his presence. Um, I never wanted to be the kid that, hey, man, y'all heard about what Pastor, Pastor Duncan's son been doing? Uh, you seen Pastor Duncan's son on the news? Uh, that type of thing. So I know the way my walk and my image was a reflection of him. Gotcha. My earthly father as well as my heavenly father. So just having those in my mind, um, I try to make it a point just not to go too far to deep end with a lot of stuff. Got you, got you. So, uh, being all that being said, I I, I know uh, you had a a strong uh, male figure in in the home, uh, and I know uh, coming up pretty soon it'll be Father's Day, mm-hmm. and I know one thing. Guess guess guess. Just talking to you, I know uh, one man, uh, Pastor Duncan, is going to be a man who's going to get a great, great gift uh, from his son because he has raised a man that is a believer, uh, a man of faith, a man that's not unafraid to let people know uh, that he is a child of God. Uh, but before we let you get out of here, I, I just want you to tell the, the listeners of Grandson of a Pastor some of the things that you're working on ter- temper- right now. Uh, in the short term and things that you see yourself doing in the future? Um, I'll go to the future just because with this uh, whole pandemic, we just got a lot of time to think. You know, everybody's thinking about the future. The the near future is so uncertain um, as well as the far future. But um, I know that the, the pandemic we're going through right now won't last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my wife, I'd say we're pretty much in agreement. One of the biggest things that we want to work on for our long-term goals is to uh, just leave a legacy behind for our daughters um, and our generations to come from us. Gotcha. Uh, whether it be financial, uh, businesses, um, education, anything that we can instill in our daughters, um, and in, throughout the world to try to um, just build on a legacy that we can leave behind where our daughters will be proud to say that this is what their parents did for them during their lives to set up their lives and their kids' lives um, for the future. So 
I'd say long term is just is legacy building. There's anything um, in all directions that we can do to try to build that legacy, but also um, in 2020 and the times that we're going into with the lack of uh, importance and reverence for God, just trying to instill that in our daughters because their generation is going to be even far removed from Christ than the generations that are coming up now. So uh, just trying to make them the unicorns. If that's the case in the future, I want them to be the ones standing on the soapbox telling people that Jesus is coming. So. Got you. So before we let, get out of here on Grandson of a Pastor with your host, Yurik, I know right now we are dealing with this pandemic, the, the COVID-19. Uh, in, in episode one, we talked about in Isaiah 26 and 20. I just want to get your opinion. In that verse, it says, go, my people, enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourself for a little while until his wrath has passed by. So us dealing with this pandemic right now, as we begin to open up, I always want uh, my guests to, to give reference of, or a relevance of what they think about the pandemic. What, 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 what steps or re- things that you are doing uh, that's going to get you ready uh, to go back into the workforce. If you're not already in and how, how, what are you going to do to protect your family uh, doing this uh pandemic and perilous times that we're living in because to me uh, on grandson of the past i want to have an opinion i think from the top down the leadership is is, is lacking on a direction on on how we should deal with this pandemic and i just want everybody to come on the show to have a, a opinion on what be a right or be a wrong on what we should do uh with our families being you a man who 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 has had an example being a son of a pastor, what what are you going to put in place uh, for your family to protect against? And I know everything there's uh, no wall or no bubble you can put your family in. But what what are some of the things that you're going to do to help to try to protect your family uh, during these times? Well, first of all, I, I just recently went back to work. Uh, actually, this is my today was my second day back. Um, just on a physical standpoint. Um, when I'm leaving the house on a daily basis, I got to make sure that I don't come home with nothing I didn't leave with. Um, so wear my mask, wash my hands constantly, do uh, apply the rules of social distancing and uh, all the things that my job is putting in place um, for us to be healthy at work. Gotcha. Um, so obviously that portion of it, just trying to make sure that I don't bring nothing home to cause my wife or my daughters to get sick is uh, the first thing in the forefront of my mind. Um, But one of the main things that sticks out to me when I think about the whole pandemic um, is the fact that when I listened to the first episode of your podcast, one of the points that you made was that God is putting us through this for a reason. Mm -hmm. So with the scripture you read, what it says to me is go into your room, shut your door and quarantine. Um, put the blood of the goat over your doorpost and pray that whatever God is bringing to the world passes mm-hmm. your doorpost. Um, so from day one, that's, that's been my, been my thought. We, 
we believers. I'm not saying that because we believe in God or because uh, we members of a church or because we pay our tithes that we're not going to see any negative effects from the, this mm-hmm. crisis. Um, but I believe that if you do your due diligence and uh, just kind of follow the things that we know to be true and uh, just maintaining uh, our lives the way we have been, but also reverencing God throughout this process, I think that a lot of people that uh, are going through this will come out better than they were before they went in. Um, I definitely think my father, he uh, preached a message, and this has been years ago, and he's probably preached it multiple times, uh, and I can't remember the exact title, but it is paraphrased, a messing in a, a blessing in a, in a mess. Um, so basically, we're going through this mess, but there are going to be people that go through this that are really going to be blessed, and people from the outside are going to be looking and not really understanding how you can take a situation like this and come out on an, on the other side better. Um, but I believe that uh, true believers putting your faith in God and not listen, listening to the news and paying attention to what's going on but not buying into it too deep, keeping a clear head, um, praying, meditating throughout this process. Um, everybody should come out people that take heed to that should come out in a better a better way than they did before they went into it. Got you, got you. Again, you listening to, to your grandson of a pastor host. And again I'd like to thank Desmond for coming on and sharing with us on the podcast. Uh, I like to again say to my listeners, this is an open platform for you can uh, send in your suggestions, your concerns, your questions uh, to my email at edware2020 at gmail.com or you can mail them uh, to P.O. Box 34153, Louisville, Kentucky 40232. Again, I'd like to thank Desmond uh, for coming on the podcast with me today, uh, talking about being a son of a pastor. Again, I want to let Desmond know to invite his father uh, to come on the podcast because it seems to me that he's a man of God that we need to get a message from him as well. So this is an open door to his father to come on the podcast and share uh, with my listeners around the world because I know we're coming from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, but this message is a worldly uh, message on a on a worldly platform. So again, I like to thank all my listeners. Before I get out of here, I like to also ask my listeners if you have a graduating. Uh, senior from high school or a college, please email me their name and their school that they are graduating so we can give reference and light to these accomplishments because uh, through this pandemic, they were uh, short. I, I think they was given a short uh, given the short stick on being able to walk that out over the, all those years they, they, they did from, from kindergarten up to the 12th grade and also graduating from college with some of them with their, with their master's, their PhDs, and their bachelor's. So, again, email me some of those uh, graduates out there. And I'd like to thank, uh, uh, congratulate my niece on graduating from Western Kentucky University. I also like to thank and congratulate my younger cousin from graduating, Isaiah, uh, from graduating from Seneca High School. My niece is uh, D-Ware, uh, and she is from Hopkinsville, Kentucky. She's from graduating 
excuse me, D. Miller from graduating from the University of Western Kentucky. Again, this is Yurik, grandson of a pastor host. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you on the next episode. Thanks. Before we get off the air of episode eight of Grandson of a Pastor, I'd like to thank my guest, Desmond Duncan, for talking about being the son of a pastor. I would also like to say happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Especially, I want to say happy Father's Day to the men that raised me to be the man that I am today. I know I am an imperfect soul. I'd like to thank Ronnie Johnson uh, for raising me uh, to be the man that I am. Always standing and talking and compromising uh, with me and showing me and being the example of being a true man of the household and he led by example of being a man so I did have a great role model and a great father figure to help me become a great and hopefully a great father to uh, my kids a great husband to my wife uh, so I'd like to again thank my father for uh, raising me to be the man that I am and also I would like to say uh, June is a very uh, trying month uh, for me because this is the month uh, that uh, my grandfather who inspired uh, this podcast passed away and on June the uh, 7th of 2016. Uh, so this is the month that uh, he passed away uh, four years ago. But he also was born on June the 11th, nineteen. 25 if he was still living today he would be 95 uh years old so he helped inspire grandson of a pastor podcast uh if you are ever in the louisville area uh and go to the simmons bible college you will see uh some of his work because he was a great artist uh he painted paul's journey uh from acts uh, down at the Simmons Bible College. So if you ever in the Louisville area uh, at the Simmons Bible College, you could see some of his work uh, down there at the college. If you ever in the Western Kentucky area, uh, he paint he painted many murals uh, behind many baptismal pools in the Western Kentucky area. So again, I'd like to thank my grandfather uh, who's up in heaven for inspiring the podcast, uh, and also being a great father as well. Uh, also. Get out and vote because uh, change is going to come from the bottom up uh, because we got to get into all of these elections uh, locally. So make sure you're getting out and voting uh, because we know change is going to come from the bottom up again uh, because we have poor leadership at the top. Uh, if you got any correspondence to grandson of a pastor, you can always send uh, your correspondence to edware. 2020 at gmail.com or you can mail your correspondence to uh p.o box 341-53 louisville kentucky 40232 once again that is p.o box 341-53 louisville kentucky 40232 again this is grandson 
of a pastor with your host and yes i am truly a grandson of a pastor continue to spread the love because love is going to change things